From the Selfish Path to Romance, download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com. I'm sorry, I'm just getting fed up with this nonsense. I, I'm getting names all the time. You know, last week, I've, twice, I forgot where I parked my car. Join the club, pal. You're getting older. <laughs> oh, well, of course I'm getting older. We're all getting older. But I'm, I'm not that old. Are you dealing with old age? There was an article in the Washington Post by Gene Weigarten, and it was below the beltway, the very old college try. Now, in college, Gene had this wonderfully sexy English professor, and he describes her in Chaucer's words. She was a fair maiden, betrothed not, with flaxen hair and body hot. How hot when it rained she sizzled. And in college in the 1970s, he tried to pick up his teacher. Imagine that. Can you picture yourself really having a crush on someone? I remember I had a crush on a lifeguard when I was about, oh God, I was probably in middle school and I had such a hot crush on Saul. And can you imagine me trying to pick him up? I mean, that would have been very humiliating. Fortunately, I kept that to myself. But this was one of Gene's most humiliating moments in his life, trying to pick up his teacher, his English professor. Well, now he's long married, and he's decided to check her out on the web. He's now around 53 years old. And he's, you know, he just has that memory. You know how those, those first loves just never go away? I would love to see Saul. Uh, the, you know, they're very youthful, they're very sexy images, and they do stay with us for life. So he went on the web, and he looked for her, his picture, her picture, and he found it. And he just sat there thoroughly enjoying it. And his wife came by and said, Honey, who's that sweet little old lady? Now, that's a shock. That's a wake-up call. She looked more like Granny Clampett. And it's one of those moments when he realized his age. And he also realized it when he was on a plane. He had the middle seat open between him, yeah, between him and the other person sitting. He was sitting on the aisle and the other person was sitting at the window. And a spectacularly attractive young woman was walking down the aisle towards him, looking for a seat. And to his dismay, he was hoping that she would sit elsewhere because leg room was much more important to him than sexy legs. And he recalled the joke of the elderly man who found a magic frog by the side of the road. And the frog said, if you kiss me, I will turn into a beautiful princess. And the man just stuck the frog in his pocket and he kept walking. Didn't you hear what I said? The frog croaked. I heard you, the old man said. But at my age, I'd rather have a talking frog. And that rings so true for many of us. But there are exceptions, and you may be one of them. I know my husband would always want the sexy woman sitting next to him, and I love that in him. So what happens, though, with sex and romance and intimacy that takes that charge, that zest, that pleasure out of it and makes it dull and boring? And really, the talking frog is preferable. The talking husband or the talking wife is preferable than the sexy husband or the sexy wife. I recently went to a conference on romance and intimacy, and one of the speakers said, you know, I hate these books that come out and tell you you can have passion later on in life or even in middle age because it's all bogus, and they just build up people's expectations, and that isn't the way life works. 
And I just sat there and thought, well, this is fascinating. This is at a love, sex, and intimacy conference, and I know that that's not true. I know it's true for many people, but it doesn't have to be. So do you have to lose your sexiness with age? Does it have to go on your to-do list? Oh, my God, i got to please my husband. Let's get this darn thing over with. Let's make it fast. You know, many people go through life like that, and you don't want to have that happen to you. That means that you've given up the value of romance, of sensuality. So let's take a bit closer look at this, and we'll be doing this later on the, in the show when I'll be interviewing a sex therapist, Dr. Judy Kuriansky, on how to enjoy and enhance your sex life wherever you are in life, whatever age. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. My show is The Rational Basis of Happiness, and that means that you can call me in with any question you have on romance, on problems with your kids, on dealing with elderly parents. I'm a clinical psychologist, so you can ask me any question you'd ask a counselor or a therapist. And uh, also, we have a, an after-hours line. You can leave me a message on the after-hours line, and I answer you on the air. And also, you can visit my website, drkenner.com. Now, here's a question I received from Katrina. Dear Dr. Kenner, I need help keeping my mouth shut. I voice my emotions to my boyfriend, and 90% of the time we end up arguing because I don't think before I speak. Well, that's pretty cool. You're aware of what you do, Katrina. I am very sensitive, and he is the opposite. I am affectionate and passionate, and he is the opposite. So think of what pictures come to your mind, or if you've dated a lot, think of the ones that where you're just so emotional, and the other person's very quiet very timid, very shy, or just very reserved. Or maybe you're in the, maybe you swap places. Maybe you're the one that's um, very quiet and reserved and you're with a partner who's all over you, laying on the kisses, passionate and, oh, enough already. So Katrina continues, please help me with the, with the first step to get on the right track to have a strong relationship with the love of my life, Katrina. So Katrina, I'm puzzled. How can this guy be the love of your life if you're with a guy who, in your own words, is not passionate, he's not affectionate, he's not sensitive, and he's emotionally closed off? He's just not there. So maybe getting on the right track for yourself is not going with the infatuation, but rethinking what character traits, let's say his name is Joe, what character traits in Joe do I love? Is he bright? Is he ambitious? Is he intelligent? Well, you can have some wonderful, wonderful character traits, but if you don't have the emotional vibrancy, it's very hard to have a, a really good relationship. I mean, you can have two very quiet, sedate people, but they lose out on a range of the richness of life. So you sound very alive. He does sound emotionally dull or dead. For example, if you go to a movie, you'd say, I love that. That was such a fabulous movie. Or I went to the museum. Oh, wasn't that trash? They just did this, this splashes on canvas. And, you know, that, that's being alive. If he just said, it's okay, it's okay. It's very painful. You want to have that reciprocity. You want to have those emotions coming back at you. But there are two mistakes to make. One is the one that your boyfriend may be making to freeze them, to repress his values, to have a little titter <laughs> rather than a belly laugh when he really feels that. 
And the other problem is to vomit emotions, to only emote, to have no self-monitor on. You don't have any thought, and you just say whatever you feel. Oh, I wish I could screw her. You don't want to do that to yourself either. You do want to have some self-monitoring. So the goal is that you never repress your emotions, and you ask yourself, what am I feeling and why? You learn how to introspect. What's going through my mind right now? What do I want to share? But you don't turn off your zest for life ever. So you can ask your boyfriend, what is he passionate about? See if he'll come out of his shell. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, and you're listening to The Rational Basis of Happiness. And coming up, we'll be talking with a sex therapist, and I'll be taking your calls and questions. And we'll be talking about a kid who tears sheetrock off the wall. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by psychologist Drs. Kenner and Locke. If you are rejected by a partner you like, you can ask for honest feedback. Use your own judgment in evaluating the feedback. For example, if your ex-partner attacks a good quality, such as telling you that you are too intelligent, then you know what to do. Find a more intelligent partner. Anyone who is too insecure to appreciate your mind is not for you. In contrast, if your ex-partner makes a valid criticism and points out that you are dishonest, unhealthy, healthily overweight, domineering, narcissistic, drink too much, or some other legitimate complaint, then acknowledge to yourself that you are less lovable than you could be and take steps to correct such problems. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com and you can buy The Selfish Path to Romance at amazon.com. 